Welcome to the American Made and Paid Show, the home of free speech and independent thought. The big story is freedom of speech is really in trouble. The far left knows that at any time they can call for a sponsor boycott of anyone they despise. It is right here, right now, where you'll get your weekly dose of unfiltered truth. It's non-negotiable. Pre-existing conditions will be protected. This president has said this as a candidate. Insight. Very few people I know could have handled it. We can never, ever let this happen to another president again. An information that challenges the American way of life. Welcome, everybody, to the American Maiden Page Show. It's good to be back after a week hiatus when I was... um actually over in Canada doing some stuff. So uh, yeah, it's kind of unusual when you take a little bit of a break doing this podcast and uh, you don't do it every single day. It, um, it's a bit refreshing, but it's going to be back here with Professor Dreg and uh, we're keeping the podcast strong. We're going to make sure that the baby doesn't cry too much. Um, something that Professor Dreg actually has a lot of areas of expertise in is uh, EB5 and H1B. So you know anything regarding to immigration law and whatnot. He actually works very closely with his partner uh, when it comes to uh, employment and immigration law. And, you know, one thing I wanted to talk about was the aspect of outsourcing, right? We've talked about franchisement on this show, about how uh, we can still grow American companies and American economies without necessarily giving it up to other countries. But I want to talk a little bit about the differences between, say, H-1B work visas and EB-5. And one is for the garnering of citizenship, which is actually allowing people to come here, get jobs in an effort to gain citizenship, whereas H-1B is working for United States companies under a specific work license, right? And I want, this is inspired by this article I'm looking at with Walmart outsourcing tons of jobs uh, to Indian workers, you know, typical type of stuff. And I wanted to hear on this show today about the benefits, the differences between the two, because dude, no one's talking about this, which means no one's going to understand how this works. And until we talk about it, no one's going to know. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, I, I think we should cover this article from Breitbart. Okay. And uh, so the title of the article is Walmart outsources almost 600 accounting finance jobs to Indian H-1B-S. Uh, <laughs> That's literally the title. That's it. Yes. Right. <laughs> but I like to say BS because BS is really what this article is about. And I, I just from reading the article, it's demonizing Walmart for hiring people who want the jobs. Sure. Here's the thing, uh, before we jump into the immigration aspect, but here's the thing. Nobody wants to work for Walmart. Nobody. Want, like Managers at Walmart make a hundred and something thousand dollars a year. The mm -hmm. general manager, not, not the general, like a district manager, but the manager of the store, the store manager, general manager, store manager, whatever you want to call them. That guy or girl makes like 120000 a year at any Walmart across the country. That's a lot of money, Yeah. right? Yeah. So the thing is, nobody wants to work for Walmart. Walmart has a program where they, if as long as you're working at Walmart, all you have to pay is $1 a month for your education. They'll cover the rest as long as you're taking some sort of 
you know, management classes. So, you know, like you're going to school to teach you how to do, uh, you know, how to manage a Walmart store. Mm -hmm. And even if you quit after you get your degree, they don't penalize you for that because, you know, the government has the same type of deal where it's like a sponsorship program where they pay for your schooling. But for every month or every semester you go to school, you owe that back to the state. So if you go, if you, uh, if the state sponsors you for three years, you got to work three years after graduation. So, so the, the problem with this article, right, is that to, to, for our listeners who obviously can't reference the article, it's essentially basically saying that Indian H-1Bs are bad for Americans. And we've talked about EB-5, which is the opposite, right? Because one is about essentially uh, giving jobs to immigrants, you know, specifically, you know, Indians taking IT jobs, software jobs. This is what this is talking about. It's being outsourced. Whereas we've talked about EB-5, which is the, the opposite which is bringing jobs here and having people start businesses here that would grow the yeah, American economy. See, well, so wait, but okay, before so. we get into that, why is this not a good thing or why is this a good thing? Well, I mean, okay. So, but, but this is my whole point. This article is totally fake. This is a fake article that has no reality or no basis in reality. Well, what, ma- what makes you think that what in the wording makes you feel like this is not something that's legitimate? No, just everything in the article, uh, because this isn't what happens, because nobody's taken into account. Nobody wants to work for Walmart. If Walmart, if people don't want to work for well, Walmart. This is not like everyday jobs. This is software, accounting. Yeah, no, but that's my point. So nobody ever thinks about working for Walmart when it comes to IT. Who wants to work at Walmart when you can work at Google? or work at Facebook, sure, or sure, work sure. at Intel. So this is a real problem that not just Walmart, but you know, look at a company like Sears. It's over 100 years old. How are they going to attract people to work at Sears.com? Nobody wants to work for a company that's 100 years old. Like, not no, no one, like people my age, you know, 50 and up. <laughs> like, we remember Sears and JCPenney's. Yeah. So if there's any IT guys that are over 50, they don't have a problem working for Sears.com. But for most kids, you know, graduating high school, they're when they graduate high school, they go, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to college so I can go and work. Out. So you can work at Google and not Walmart. And yeah, or any startup. See, they're going to work at a startup or, you know, one of the five major companies like Apple, Amazon, Google, anything in the tech you know, sector. So companies like Walmart, JCPenney, Sears, you know, Chevron oil, how are they going to attract IT people? They, they can't, they're at a disadvantage because they're considered, you know, fossils when it comes to the job market. So Breitbart did a horrible job covering what H1B uh, visa program is. Uh, so basically the program is this, if you do a legitimate, you know, like if you legitimately look everywhere Mm -hmm. and and this is, and this is really true. Walmart goes to prisons. They go to the most depressed economic, uh, you know, places like Baltimore, Detroit, uh, Philadelphia, all over, wherever you see a lot of black, uh, they really target black communities and they tell all these black kids, Hey, look in high school, if we'll pay for your school, if you get trained in these operations and help us grow at Walmart, 
none of these kids want it. They don't. So what's the next option? Well, that's the H-1B visa program. And, and technically, if you want to say EB, it'll be EB-1. So okay, EB-1 okay. is, uh, that's the first preference, is people with skills and education that's only, you know, for, for job purposes. And but this, can, is, this is my question, right? Because we could talk a little bit about this, this all day, but this is also for people to get a different sense. You know, on this show, I like to not just talk about and regurgitate what people talk about immigrant work and cheap labor and all that stuff. Cause you know, you don't really get any more information from that. My question is this because historically for organizations that I've worked for, it costs a lot of money to sponsor somebody for H one B and and the company pays that yet. They, t they say that outsourcing actually saves tens of thousands of dollars per individual when it comes to payroll costs. That's so what my, this article is saying. It's saying that they could save up to 25000 a year per person. That, that's what I'm people. saying. So That's like, not true. That, that's not true. Is it because these people aren't like uh, W-2 employees? Is it because they're just for higher contract workers? No, no, no. no. See, now, at Walmart, it, uh, you know, any accountant, that's an hourly or monthly salary employee. It's universal. Like whatever you make in Oakland, you're going to make the exact same amount in Wisconsin. Ah, or it. It's just how it works. All accountants at a certain level make this much money. That's how it works. Store managers all make the same amount of money. And they start off at this rate and they max out at that rate. That's just how it works. That's how Walmart runs. So the notion that they're saving 25K is false. Now, here's where everybody gets confused. Google hires people for 18 months on a contractor basis. So that way they don't have to pay payroll taxes. If you're a contract employee, you get 1099. And they do a lot of that to people in India. Or they do a lot of that with companies like in Atlanta, because I noticed that they were talking about Atlanta. But Atlanta does this, right? In Atlanta, there's companies, quote unquote, you know, headhunters yeah. that recruit people from India to join their company and then go get a job at Facebook, go get a job at, you know, Google. And they're getting paid Atlanta salaries, even though they're living in the Bay Area. So these recruiters from Atlanta, they get a whole bunch of H-1B visa guys. Yeah. And now they work at this company as, you know, you know, hourly or whatever. And, and it's really low paid because in Atlanta, it's not like the Bay Area. So then Facebook, Google, Cisco – they hire these companies in Atlanta as a con. They give this Atlanta company a contract to do a specific job for them at Facebook. And all of those Indians from Atlanta literally travel from Atlanta to the Bay Area, live in some dorm with five other dudes for the same salary they were getting over there. And they got Facebook badges. They're doing all this work at Facebook, but they're not employees at Facebook. They were employed by some company in Atlanta. Hmm. And that's what's really happening. And then so Facebook, Google, they don't have to pay payroll taxes on these Indian employees. Why? Because they paid a company who hired them. And they're saving money on payroll taxes. And this company in Atlanta is getting full pop on salary 
and only paying Atlanta salaries because in theory, these guys live in Atlanta. So, so let me get this straight, right? Just because we could go back and forth about this and I want to give the listeners a high level view, a bird's eye view. Does this mean that you can actually pay people outside of local and regional municipality wages, which is why, yeah, of course, if that's the case, it's a lot cheaper to, depending on geography here, just contract the, it out and just slap a price on it. That's going to be, <laughs> yeah, no, no. And the only companies who do this are the tech industry. They're the only people who do this. Walmart doesn't do this. General Motors doesn't do well. General Motors, they just leave the country and open up a plant in another country, like in Mexico or you know Venezuela, Brazil, and that's what they do. They just up and leave. And and but here in America, the tech companies don't leave. They bring in those people here, and then they you know they because look, you know, it, it, it's it's the reason why tech can't leave is because they don't want their stuff you know intellectual theft. Their intellectual property tends to be ripped off all the time, <laughs> so I think that's why they do what they do. And uh, but I mean, it's it's to save money and all this other stuff. But this article trying to slam Walmart, oh, six hundred, you know, five hundred and sixty-nine is the exact job. That's not that much for a company as big. Walmart is the biggest company on the planet. 560 people, 69 people, 570. That's not a lot. And uh, I'm surprised it's that little. Okay. But, so, well, so, so this is uh, the reason why I'm referencing Breitbart is because Breitbart is also a little bit more right leaning, which means yeah, it's, you know, it's all about pro, pro American, uh, pro immigrant, even though Breitbart is technically from the UK. Andrew Breitbart is, is, is English. He's not American, but yeah. his, his site here is tends to be more conservative, right? pro right-wing views you know folks like ben shapiro and milo yiannopoulos came right out of breitbart so it kind of gives you an idea as to this type of aspect that's being pushed by news outlets like this i bring this up for a couple of reasons because i think it's safe to say that this show that we're doing is a conservative show but it's independent of the right and the left you see what i'm saying yeah because it's it's it has it's rooted in true conservatism now here's my question because we've talked about eb5 in the past i thought we'd reintroduce it on today's show how is how is eb5 different and how is that beneficial for americans even though people like michelle malkin feel otherwise when she talks about (laughs) immigrants well okay no but i could address why she doesn't like it but, and, and she has a legitimate gripe because well, she, she's not for immigrant. Here's the thing, right? I'm not for just letting anybody into the country either. I think I've made that very, very clear because, you know, you, you got no way of knowing. And that's true. But I mean, there's not, I don't feel like all immigration is bad, but I do feel like open borders is not a good idea. And we've talked about that extensively. That's a typical conservative talking point. We need to Amer- maintain American sovereignty. Why, why do we agree with EB-5, but someone like Michelle Malkin is vehemently opposed to it? Okay, so Michelle Malkin is against it because of what the regional centers do. And she has a legitimate gripe. The EB-5 regional centers mm-hmm. are all crooks, all of them. So and, wait, wait, before we get into that, explain for new listeners and whatnot what EB-5 is all about. It's all okay, about... So, so, okay, so there's... A lot of ways to get into this country. Uh, uh, anyway, so 
you have to really understand what is all of this EB5, EB1, EB2, right? And that, there's, there's five ways. So the um, EB5 is the fifth preferred way to get into this country. EB1, which would be like the, what we were talking about earlier, that's the number one way that people want to get in because basically uh, it's a merit system. So EB1 going through, you know, um, um, you know, like, you know, proving yourself through education and having a skill like a professor or something like that. We want you in this country because you're going to provide a lot for this country. And then, you know, EB2 would be something like, you know, the agricultural people, you know, come in here doing whatever, students, things like that. Uh, EB3 would be something like fiancés, you know what I mean? Sure. Like the fiancé visa. And then I forget what EB4 would be, but, you know, like something like for preachers, pastors, things like that, uh, because they have a ways to get in. Like if you are, are uh, a pastor or a preacher, from another country and you're going to come into this country and be a religious leader. Yeah. That that's also uh, ahead of EB five. So the last preference are for rich people to buy their way into this country from other countries. Yeah. For, and, and Michelle Malkin does have a point because the regional centers have been using this as a means to, you know, to line the pockets of politicians, to rip off people from other countries, or to launder money. That's all true. But that has nothing to do with the EB-5 program. That's just a bunch of crooks who know about EB-5. And are taking advantage of it. Yeah, because who knows about it? Guys like Willie Brown. You know what I mean? And they're all crooks. What do you want? Sure, sure. Well, well, you've used EB-5 in the past to be able to finance workers. So talk about your, because here's the thing. People want to hear more about like this perspective because not a lot of people know about EB-5. In fact, I didn't even know about it until I, I met you. Until we okay, talked so, about. No, so there's two ways for, for EB-5 to work. One, you give your money to a regional center and then they do everything for you. Or you do it the harder way. If you're a foreigner, it's hard to do direct investing. So this is what we do, what I do, what I'm trying to teach you to do, because I'm telling, I think you'd be good at this, uh, you know, and I encourage all of the listeners to get into EB-5 because why EB-5 direct foreign investor business development, that is the way to go. Because the investor from, let's say, China or uh, India, because, you know, uh, India, Vietnam, and China are the three biggest EB-5 countries. You know, they have the most millionaires that want to leave their country and come to the United States. They also have a butt ton of people. Yeah. You know, like seriously, between China and, and India alone, that's two and a half billion people. In two countries, so you know all those billionaires. The fourth of the world's population, so. Yeah, no, but think about this. If you're in India, can you imagine the type of taxes that you got to pay to help all them hundreds of millions of poor people living in India? <laughs> so, of course, they want to leave because they don't want to be taxed. And in India, they got this thing called red money and black money. 
And, uh, you know, mostly everybody's money is black money, which is like uh, hidden, you know, like black black markets. Yeah. So and and that's just how it goes. So but they don't want to live like that. They want to come to the United States, but then they don't like living in the U.S. because, you know, the whole EB-5 thing from their perspective doesn't work. So when they invest in these regional centers, I'll pick on Atlanta because this is really true. So a bunch of Indians, super rich, they have maids, servants. When they come here to America, they got to work regular jobs because all that money, the millions of dollars that they gave away to regional centers, they get no return on that money. So they have to work and they lost all their servants. They lost and they hate America. Why? Because they come from a place where, you know, they had servants, maids, people cut their grass. You know what I mean? It's just how it works. They got cooks. And then when they give up their millions to the regional center, they're like a commoner. But see now, if they invested with me, I'm going to quadruple their money. So if if any guy gives me a million bucks, you better believe I'm going to give them $4 million on top of that 1 million. So that 1 million magically turns into five after they invest with me. And I could show people how to do that just through EB-5 direct, direct EB-5 lending as they call it. And with direct, that means the investor from India, from China, from Vietnam, those people start at their own business. They put up a million, well now it's gonna be 1.8 million uh, because, uh, because Michelle Malkin and people like that, they've been complaining so much, you know, so like Michelle Malkin and Dianne Feinstein both are against EB-5 because, you know, neither one of them could benefit from this because they don't know how to do it. So they're against this. So now Trump doubled it. So Trump is saying instead of half a million for economically depressed areas, it's going to be raised to 900. Mm-hmm. And in, instead of a million dollars, it's going to be 1.8 million now to get into this country, which is fine. Good for us. Uh, but as a person like you, you're, you're a sales guy. You got to just fit. And you know, I really, that's what I really wanted to talk about today. It's like, let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's dive into it. This is like EV five. Like, honestly, what do you want to do with your life? And every single person should ask themselves, what do you guys want to do? What do you really want to do with your life? I want to influence. I want to train, make money. I mean, I don't know. Like it's no, just- but see, but that's too general. See that, and, and, I, and I say this as just from a Christian perspective. I believe loving yourself is very specific. Sure. There's a very specific thing and a series of things to love yourself. And it's the same way when you're looking to how to make money. And there's a direct connection from loving yourself and making money legitimately. Hold on a second. Something's happening. <laughs> okay. Oh, you're back early. Anyway, sorry about that. So anyway, so uh, there is a direct connection mm-hmm. between that. So what is that connection? What? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I got it. I know. 
happens until until we can get this uh, set up a little bit better. <laughs> anyway, council just got back. That's good. Anyway, so uh, 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 long story short, there is a connection between loving yourself, figuring out how to, because it's it's hard. It's hard to love yourself. It's very, you know, like the whole. 12 steps and stuff like that. There's a method to that madness, why it works, because it really is hard to figure that out. So when I ask you, what do you want to do? You're very general. There's no specifics because it's hard. It's hard to figure out what you really love to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if we just leave it up to our vices, we're going to say, I want to be the corn, the porn king of Arizona. You know what I mean? A lot of people think like that, though, when they're your age. And, and, and that's why Michelle Malkin is right in so many ways, but wrong because she doesn't understand what it's like to be a real Christian. But hate how to, does this tie into making money and, and EB5? Because that's and the point. You cannot make any money until you love yourself. Well, you can get a job. I mean, people always no, say. No, but see, but making a job is not making money. No, see, I know. When you, when you work a regular job, and there's no nothing wrong with working, nothing. But at the same time, you know, and it goes back to not everyone's equal. <laughs> and I'm not saying anything negative, but I'm pretty sure the listeners, you. The listeners, you're not the people who listen, you, you're not a guy who can work at McDonald's. It's just how it goes. Some people can work at McDonald's. Yeah. People can, you know, and make it a career. There's nothing wrong with that. See, this show is not for those people. It's just how it works. There are certain people who are just exceptional people and exceptional people cannot do mundane jobs. They can't. I would agree with that. That, that. That's just how it works. I mean, it's not even up for debate. <laughs> Seriously. Like, <laughs> not for debate. There is, and this is scientifically proven, we are not equal. So there are some people that should be creating jobs, creating economies, creating communities. And that's probably our listeners. That's probably you. That's probably like your parents or people like that. It's just how it works. Not everybody benefits from joining the military. It's the truth. Like I couldn't function in the military for a reason because they just don't put you at right at the top. I couldn't just be a captain. You know what I mean? Or a major, or, you know, I don't want to say general, but you know what I mean? It, it's, there's a lot of like, you, I couldn't be a Lieutenant commander. I had to work my way up there. Sure. Sure. And, and that's why the military is not for everybody. Working at McDonald's is not for everybody. Right. You know, look at Tim Pool. Tim Pool is uneducated. He dropped out of high school. He does not have a GED. Right. But yet, somehow, some way, he managed to start Vice. Well, he didn't start Vice. No. He, he, He's, one of them. He's one of the founders. No, no, no. You're thinking of Gavin McInnes. Um, sub, uh, subverse. Yeah, well, then not just subverse, but he no, but but he really is. Uh, 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 Tim Pool, before he started subverse, he he was one of the founders of whatever he worked. Maybe Vox, 
I, I don't. Yeah, but he was a very, very influential journalist, independent journalist. So I'm not yeah. sure about that. And but. he's uneducated. He has no education. So how does that even work? Because it's not everybody's equal. Some people, it's apparent to a lot of people what and how the universe works. And, you know, I don't want to say those are special gifts, but it's, the, it's just how it works. Some people have been endowed better than others. Sure. You know, and it's just how it works. That's well, just how the Yeah, universe. yeah. I mean, if you're if you're Michael Jordan, right? You can work hard and be the greatest basketball player, but Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan. The same exactly. way Arnold is Arnold, right? It's just yeah. like he's no, got killer genetics. It it works. Yeah. yeah no, but that's the truth. Michael Jordan can jump. You know, like, man, his vertical leap must have been like at least five feet. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. you know, it's insane, like not too many people can jump that high. Like I had a friend who jumped seven something in the high jump. I can never do it. Look, and this dude was white. You know, I told you about that white boy. That dude was fast and he could jump. And But anyway, long story short, look, we're not equal. No matter how hard you try, you can never sing like, you know, Prince or Luther Vandross or, or Aretha Franklin. It's just how it works. They were gifted with certain things, that, and that's the reality. So this show attracts people who are at a certain level. And these are the people who should be handling people from other countries and doing direct businesses. But the type of businesses that you do should be something geared to something that you love. And that's something that, you know, because as a Christian person or person, I mean, because like, there is some sort of rationale why you got to love yourself first. I know it, but you know, a lot of listeners probably aren't that type of Christian who really don't, doesn't believe in that. Sure. Sure. You know, a lot of people have a hard time understanding what Jesus meant by to, you got to love yourself like the way you love God. Mm -hmm. And that's real important in business because if, and, and that's why we, talk, we spoke about that, what, what Schwarzenegger said. you got to do what you love. And, uh, you know, and it's the truth. You have to do what you love. When you do what you love, the money will just start flowing. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> because people see the joy in you. When people see the joy in you doing your thing, people are going to be like, oh, I want what Zach is doing. I want that happiness. You know, there's a famous movie, Sleepless in Seattle, I think, mm -hmm. when Meg Ryan does that fake orgasm, and then that guy goes, I want what, that lady goes, I want what she's having. But when people see joyous people, they, they naturally gravitate to that. And I think that's why it's so important that you got to love yourself. Once you love yourself, you figure out what to do for business. And that's why I ask you, what do you really want to do? You haven't figured it out yet because you honestly don't know what you really want to do. But until then, you will never make, like, I don't want to say millions, but, you know, millions. You will make millions once you figure it out. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. I, I mean, I don't expect to have the answer right now. I just know what I like to do, you know. And, and yeah, but what do you like to do? I don't know. I like, I like to talk to you. I like to sell. I mean, I found out that that was See, That's my point. So you, that's, that's what you, sh you should figure out how to make honest to God money. See now, how would this tie into EB5? 
because you go to a foreigner, someone in, in, in especially in India, I was shocked because, you know, I've been working with these dudes in India, uh, Sudan, like all these places, right? And I was shocked, like how many people want to leave. And the thing is like this, if you tell them, hey, look, my name is Zach King. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm in the media. I have a little bit of traction here and this is what I want. For this $1.8 million, we're going to create 10 jobs. And this jobs are going to pay this much money. So every year, the payroll, and I'm just picking on 15 bucks an hour uh, because it comes out to 20 bucks per person mm-hmm. when you include uh, taxes and everything else. So um, that's about 600 grand a year and, and you know, for 10 people, full-time jobs. And that's not even including you. You could add yourself and pay yourself like the 15 bucks an hour, which is like an easy 30, 40. But the plan is just, <laughs> hey, look, yeah. we're going to buy this equipment. We're going to buy advertising. We're going to promote this and that. And hopefully we're going to generate like maybe $2 million in ad sales, you know, because we're going to hire people to, to sell advertising. We're going to go after General Motors, Toyota, you know, Procter and Gamble, you know, like Johnson and Johnson baby products, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? Those are going to be your advertisers and you got to have a dedicated sales team because you like sales. And then you explain that to the foreign investor. Hey, look, you give me $1.8 million. We're going to start a social media company and hopefully we'll make you millions of dollars and we're going to have a good sales team. This is what we, you know, I have sales experience and you sell yourself. Mm-hmm. Even if 10 people tell you no, it doesn't matter because somebody will say yes. All you need is one person. You don't need 50 people. It's just how it works. Like it is hard work to get people to believe in you. Yeah. And that's the truth. It's like for me, uh, I've only been able to do about nine EB5 uh, uh, investments. And, um, and even now people give me a hard time. Mm-hmm. Like this one dude, you know, he wants to give 5 million bucks and then he goes to me, oh, can I get a feasibility, a feasibility study on your jobs? I'm like, are you fucking, re-? you know, I hate to say that, <laughs> but it's just how, cause I, I told you I'm working on my anger. Uh, but dude pissed me off. I said, da, 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 you retarded, you know, blah, 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 blah. And because you don't need a job feasibility for a restaurant. It's everybody knows you hired this many people. It, you know, Jump feasibility uh, uh, studies are for brand new industries. Like if I'm going to invent that tire or work on that tire that self drives cars that don't need a uh, that doesn't need a, a motor and a steering column. You know that company from Israel that Toyota and Mitsubishi are backing. They're yeah. working together, Mitsubishi and Toyota, uh, on these driverless self driving uh, vehicles. You know that are. Every, the car is literally in the tires. <laughs> there is no maintenance needed in the car. It's everything's in the tires. So anyway, which wouldn't work in San Francisco, the barrier, because the roads are crap. You know <laughs> what I mean? You'll damage your tires easy. But anyway, it's neither here nor there. See, you need a job studies for that because that's a brand new industry. We don't know how many people are needed. Maybe you only need one robot to program these tires and make these tires. You don't need any humans at all. Who knows? And uh, you won't be able to create 10 jobs, but something like restaurant, food and beverage, 
you don't need a feasibility study. And that's why I knew this dude was full of it. Why? Because he, he wanted our plans so he could rip people off mm-hmm. because he's with, for, with the regional center. And uh, that's why I told my partner, I was like, dude, this dude's full of it because he's just going to rip people off. And he's using us to attract investors from foreign countries. Because in India, uh, if you can find a broker and split the money with the broker, because usually, okay, so a regional center is allowed to charge Mm $50,000 for the introduction to an American. Because that's that's just what the fees are. (laughs) You're like, what? Yeah, so, so part of EB-5 is this. How does one find a foreign investor? Well, you know, you got to advertise. You got to advertise in those countries. It's like, hey, this or that. Or like in China, they're called. Well, you get networked in. That's how you and the counselor are able to get a. Yeah. Well, and plus too, like we're kind of, not that we're famous, but at this point, I guess reputation has a lot to do with it because they think I'm some kind of blessed dude in the Middle East. So like they fear me because they think I've been touched by God. <laughs> I still, I mean, I, I laughed at it until recently. I was like, maybe these dudes are right. I don't know. But you know what I mean? But in their mind, they, they, you know, become, you know, because of my anatomy and everything else. So they think I got these weird, but anyway, it's neither here nor there. The point is this, we have a reputation and because of our reputation, it's a little bit easier for us, but it's still difficult. You know what I mean? Because everybody goes, dude, you've done nine. That's a lot. It's like, no, not really because I'm 50. You know what I mean? It's like in theory, if I was really good at it, I'd be like Willie Brown who does 500 a year, you know? And I believe I can do 500 a year, especially now that I got you. Are you kidding me? Like honest to God, if I got my hands on some EB5 people, honestly, like legitimate EB5 investors, you know we can take this worldwide. Not even a joke. We start off in the Bay and we could easily expand it out, franchise it out or do whatever, but it could really grow into an empire. Why? Because the one thing that all media has trouble with is content. And because everybody's content is based on the New York Times, which would be... uh, (laughs) you know, the far left leaning media. And then there's the, uh, you know, people with Breitbart, you know, who sets the agenda for Breitbart. Right. You know, all Fox, you know what I mean? Cause everybody wants to suck at that, you know, teat as they say, and nobody provides original content. I like Tim Pool because, you know, he's, um, Oh, you hate to say things like this because I don't want to sound like, oh, you know, you got to be Christian, but it's really hard to be successful Mm -hmm. if you aren't Christian. Or you have some of those values, even though you don't know it yet, because there are successful people who aren't. And, you know, it it just goes back to that point where... What, what is this all coming down to? Because I like to synthesize all of this, you know, as opposed to us rambling about all the different things. Well, really what, where a lot of these opportunities come from, whether, you know, it comes from EV5 or whatnot, the people who usually go on to generate a lot of growth for the economy, a lot of wealth or whatnot, 
they usually get to those means by giving value to other people, which is why, you know, it's funny. A lot of people, I, I, I ran into some people who I guess used to be Bernie supporters. <laughs> and then what ends up happening is like they start making their own money. They realize, man, this is no fun. I don't want to pay taxes. <laughs> and that's the first step. Because why should you be forced to pay? I mean, just in a generalized sense, when you've created, say, a thousand and one opportunities for a thousand people or for 10 people or for 15 people. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, no, but you know, want to know something too? And it, and it works in the exact opposite. You can't force a homeless dude into a shelter, even if it's for his own good. You can't force them. People don't like to be forced into anything which is why Christianity works because the principles of loving yourself isn't something that you are forced to do. It's naturally in us. Every living organism has it in their DNA to fight for their life. And that's why, and Christianity is the only religion that it's based out of. It's based out of love. Savage is correct. Even though he's a Jew, he still recognizes that. It's still based on a love and self-love is the most important thing to have. You got to love yourself, not to the point where you're a narcissist, but it's to the point where you can love yourself and then allows you to love other people and see value in those people. And then you could treat those people fairly. You know what I mean? And that's what Christianity does for people. It is the ultimate business guide. Because <laughs> people don't understand that business aspect of it. Having value in other people is a business commodity. Yeah, yeah. And that's why like EB5 allows us to get foreigners to see value in us. That's right. That's right. And then they come here and they get citizenship in the process. Exactly. <laughs> the right then, way, do, get, done the legal and the correct way. And, and, see, and this is why we said it before. I believe Jesus would be against illegal immigration. You know, why is that? Because it stops people from loving themselves. It devalues everybody. It just does. And it's also not fair because that's cutting the line. Why should you yeah. just swim across the Rio Grande when everybody else had to go through a port of entry. You know what I mean? Well, no, but that's the thing. Like, why would you put yourself in danger crossing one of the most dangerous rivers on the planet? Seriously, the Rio Grande ain't no joke. It's one of the biggest rivers in the world. Yeah, but there's Seriously. parts where you could quite literally just wander across. I mean, there's... Well, yeah, but, that, but not across, the, like, that kid who drowned and the dad. Yeah. You know, like, people drown on that thing all the time. But that's not self-love. Dude, that's insanity. That like, who does that? Somebody who doesn't love themselves. That's who. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's not rhetorical. There's a real answer that's not self-evident to a lot of people. You gotta love yourself. But anyway, but but going back to like the specifics of EB five, all you have to do is get a foreign person to believe in you, and for them to think I can make money with this guy. And as long as they believe that you got a dream, you can create 10 full-time jobs, then you got yourself a business partner. That's how the program is supposed to work. But what Michelle Malcolm's talking about isn't what, what I do. It isn't what the counselor does. It's just not, we do something totally different than what the regional centers do. And for any person who gives money to the regional center, they're making a grave mistake because they don't value 
them. They don't value others. And, and you know, it's just, um, it's just to make themselves. It's only like, oh my God, if you would have seen this guy's building, dude, it was nice. 13 story building. He built it with EB5 money. He owns a construction company, everything. So he was able, but he doesn't share the money with the investors. Right. He told the investors, if you want money in the business, then you're going to have to give me way more money than just half a million dollars. That half a million just bought your way into this country, but you got to, you know, you don't get any of my profits, but that's in theory also illegal. No, it's not illegal, but it goes against the nature and the spirit of the law because what's supposed to happen, you put that money, the million dollars, you put it up for, at risk. And that risk means that it's a gamble. You know, there's no guarantee. That's why they say you can't buy property with that million dollars. You can't just buy a million dollars with the properties and become a landlord. You can't do that. You have to do an at-risk business, not, you know, not a nonprofit. It has to be a for-profit business. You're a media company because you like to be an influencer. You like sales. Seriously, starting your own media company what's what we're trying to do anyway uh <laughs> that involves sales and it involves being an influencer you know through the media that's the perfect job for you you love doing this and, and then but you need a very good plan i mean you know we're gonna get it done without a plan but you know what i mean because the plan's already in your heart and that's the other thing too once the plan is in your heart nothing could ever deviate that Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Deviate, nothing can deviate you from that plan. And, and that's why it's like, you know, most young people will never find Christ. They just don't, they don't. And that's why it's hard for younger people to get into business because they don't love themselves. They don't. And it's really hard to find young people who understand the concepts that allow them to be successful at business at a young age. And, uh, you know, then, oh, Kylie Jenner, yeah, she's the exception to the rule. Her self-love is way different than others. But, you know, who knows? Because I know, like, they're all going to church and they're claiming to be born again and, and whatnot. I mean, that, that Kim Kardashian is, 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 you know what I mean? She's really changing. Like, and it's interesting to see that change. I'm thinking, man, you know, because I'm probably going through the same change she's going through. You know, and I'm thinking, I, it kind of makes you wonder if they listen to the show. <laughs> no, because you, I, we talk, spoke about this before, how she's doing the whole legal thing. Lawyer thing, yeah. Yeah, and it's in San thinking, Francisco. Yeah, she's doing it in San Francisco, and I'm thinking, this is insane. Like, honestly, like, I trip on that because I think you have a bigger reach than you realize. You know what I mean? Like, because we a hundred people a day will listen to this, but, you know, that's not bad. Hundred. You know, but, and the thing is, what hundred, like, who, who's really listening? Who are these 100 people? You know, and that's the thing, like you have no idea, but I got this sneaking suspicion. It's people you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? And all these people, because come on, think about it. Gene Ho reached out, you know, and, and you interviewed him. Uh, what's that girl, Laura Chen? Lauren Chen? Yeah, we spoke, we spoke on, on a previous episode, yeah. Yeah, even Lauren Chen is speaking about, you know, this is far away from God's light. You know what I mean? And she's open about it now. I mean, if you watch how people are changing, the people you know, just in recent things, they're talking and they're openly talking about 
you know, gone. I think there's just been, yeah, a, a, a sort of a return to Christianity. You know what I mean? Um, I will say that you're right. That is something that I've started to notice where people are, I, I, I think they're either like denouncing, um, you know, sort of atheistic like aspect and, and uh, kind of embracing this more. But I think that's just also the natural ebb and flow once people realize how crazy uh, this world is getting. So, well, it's not even that whole thing too, but like on top of that, but it's the whole thing about what we talked about before. Ch- uh, chinos, Christian yeah. in name only. I believe, every, not everybody, but I would say 80% of all Christians are probably Chinos. They're Christian in name only because they don't understand the whole aspect of loving yourself. You know what I mean? And, 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 and that's just from what I've seen in other people, because how can they, you know, like, how can they not articulate why illegal immigration is wrong? How come they can't articulate why this article from Breitbart is total BS? Mm-hmm. It, it, and it's, it's just like, hey, look, Walmart tried. Nobody wants to work at Walmart because it's not cool to work at Walmart. Right. Everybody has this opinion that Walmart's, you know, like, just a you know everybody is always giving crap about Walmart and well look at these people shop at Walmart look at their Walmart <laughs> you know shoppers you know what I mean sure. and it's like this negative thing like oh if I'm gonna go in I'm gonna go to Target why because Target's that much better you know what I mean they pay the employees less than Walmart employees but I love Walmart because it's cheap you know and it, you can make a lot of money without gouging customers I appreciate what Walmart does. I appreciate that they go into the prisons, try to give people second chances because that's their fundamental belief. Kind of like Chick-fil-A. I can go other places, but I go to Chick-fil-A because, and even before I was a Christian or or believed in God, I went to Chick-fil-A because I liked their principles. I like people who value other people. I like that because, you know, like in theory, I'm supposed to be a drag of humanity in theory. I'm from the ghetto, black as hell, and I'm ghetto as hell, and, and you know what I mean? And I'm very abrasive, I guess, is a good way to put it. And in That's theory, a word that I use, so. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But you know what I mean? In theory, I should have no value, but people see value in me, and I appreciate that. You know what I mean? And people appreciate that. They appreciate their respect. You know, because a lot of people go, oh, you got to give respect to get respect. That's not necessarily true because the dudes at Chick-fil-A, they respect me for no reason. They just give it. Same thing at Walmart. I go to Walmart, no one's disrespecting me. You know, but if I go to court, hey, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, forget about it. You know what I mean? And it gets me all mad. But but you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so like, because I know it's already one and I don't know if you're in a rush, but I, I know people they tune out after a few minutes but i'll make my final points my final point is this the eb5 program uh-huh. the way to get capitalization for whatever business you want that's the easiest way it really is because you have people in foreign countries who want to get out and you could use that desperation legally and ethically to start a business to get your dreams fulfilled. Nobody. And now with the new law, I'm making a 1.9 million. But in Arizona, I'm pretty sure like 
there's a lot of places that are economically depressed. So 900,000 bucks will be the new price, which is still a lot of money. Right. So whether it's 900,000 or 1.8 million, you have a business partner out there. And this, and, and I'll, and this is why I believe this is like real Christianity because we spoke about this, about economics. The thing is a lot of these foreigners are not Christian people. They're not. So why are we going to take that quote unquote evil money? Because they are desperate. They're desperate for a reason. And if they invest in you, that's your opportunity. Not only just to make good money, but to show value to give value, to give Christian value to others. That's how it's done. Mm -hmm. They take that money and they're going to travel back and forth to that country and they're going to take the principles of Christianity back to that country where they're from, that town. And they're going to say, where'd you get it from? It's right here in the King James Bible. It's right there. Go read Matthew. Go read Luke. Read those people and you'll see. Go read Romans. And, and that will teach them. That's how it's spread. You don't right. need a sword or fancy old people with their crazy rhetoric like CNN trying to, you know, poison the mind. You don't need to. You do it by just, just expressing your love for yourself through your work, through your business. You know what it's I mean? It's funny how you mention you don't need a sword because in the Bible, the word of God is referred to as a sword. You don't actually need anything. Yeah, you don't need a real sword. Just the word. is That's all you need. And, yeah. and, and, and when they watch you work, because, you know, you're really loving your work. And why? Because, and, and I learned this from my, my, my teammates. They're not praying for us to win. They're praying for everybody to do their best as it glorifies God. Yeah, that's truth, it. You know? Because you love your money right there. What you just said. (laughs) Yeah, no, but, and that's why if you succeed in business, that's you're doing it. Not because you want to be a billionaire or whatever you're doing it to celebrate God. That's why you do the best you can. That's why you love yourself. You love yourself as you would love God. And if you love God, you would do the best for yourself and do the best and da, 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 because it glorifies God in theory. But it really works. So it's not a theory. <laughs> no, that, that's a good way to put it. And you know what? I, yeah, I couldn't have, I couldn't have said, that, said that myself you know, better because that, that truly is what it is about. And I think that one thing that I want to tie it in and also leave you with is the fact that, well, if people are coming here and they're giving value to other people, and that's what EB5 is about. It's about growing this economy, right? And you're not just necessarily... Uh, passing out sort of free work to other people. I think people oftentimes get that conflated because they feel like, um, you know, when you give, when you give jobs to immigrants, it, it, you know, most, most sort of right wing people will think of that and go, well, that's not a good sign. And that's also why a lot of people, even in these circles, look at EP five and think of it as a bad option. I mean, I'm, I'm an example. My family's an example of that to some degree where you came here and you became a citizen and you and you worked right the only difference now is that there's just there's money behind it that's really only the big difference (laughs) but that's that's really what it's about so yeah what i want to get into and i'll 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 mention this before we we sign off here is we need to talk a little bit about ilhan omar and tomorrow's oh god no but dude that is big 
Yeah, you know, let's talk about that tomorrow. And and let, let's let's. I want to leave that because with that too ties into EB five. Dude, you know she paid that dude two hundred seven thousand bucks. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that That's tomorrow. Insane. That is. Insane. That's big. That's big. And uh, we need to touch on that a little bit because, um, you know, it, it's not. I, I so one thing I want to say is this, right? Because as a Christian, I'm not here to play gotcha. This person's a crook. I'm just here to point out that this is what happens when you're a progressive it's it's not like well we just need to find some dirt on her like you know jeffrey epstein or whatnot but that's what happens that's just what happens when immigration and and uh but i will say this her being a muslim has a big part of of what happened to her with with her not understanding you want to know why and to to prove your point as my final thought you know how you talk about loving yourself that's also part of making your own choices. Now, in Muslims, it's not you choose going to it. You, you get forced into it by the sword. So over a billion people in this world are born and forced into it. Nobody's yeah. choosing it. Islam. I mean, like, it, <laughs> Muhammad married a six-year. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I think it was six-month-old. Oh, God. It was, a, it was a real infant. Seriously, they, they just, I'm thinking that is, no, but on top of the six-year-old, it was a baby. Dude, that's insane. Like, there is something, where, like, I don't get it. I don't get it either. It's I don't like, understand it either. Like, you know, like, I honestly didn't really get into religion too much, but I'm thinking, holy smokes, when I saw that, like, oh, yeah, the six-year-old bride, and then the infant, you know, whatever. Oh, no, that baby was just given to him. And I'm thinking, yeah, either way. But know? let's let's discuss that in further detail because it ties into this. It's like of course. It's to be expected, but that's something that that I know, you know, what you'll hear on typical Fox News or whatnot is ah, this person's a crook, you know, this person is is not. But I'm not reacting so much to the whole extramarital affair. I mean, people have affairs all the time. It's not right. But yeah. it's also a result of progressive thinking. It's a result of, of you know, a flawed ideology. When I, but they think it's okay. That's the problem. They honestly think it's okay until something wrong happens. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, but it's not a natural state. You know, they, 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 that whole progressive ideology, they teach that, uh, they teach that monogamy is not natural. That's, That's true. That's true. Oh, no, no, no. We're all poly, whatever. We're poly, poly, poly. I'm like, dude, you know that's not real. That's not even remote. Well, so here's the thing. And I don't want to be that guy that says, oh, well, she had a... It's allegedly, right? These are allegations. We'll see what rolls out. Dude, I don't... they admitted it. Are you oh. kidding me? They, they, everybody admits it. She's only denying the money part. She's saying that that was part of her job. Dude, this is not like an alleged. This is a real... Dude, she admitted it. They all admit it. All right. And, and oh my God. No, but it's the truth. The alleged part is the money because here's the thing. That guy she had an affair with, he really did work on her campaign. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He was, was a political he, consultant. They were yeah. part when they were on the, uh, I think in Minnesota for the. Yeah, so like look at me and, and the counselor. I was her political consultant and shit, we're married now. You know what I mean? And, and what true. happens? So, but my point is $230,000 in a year. That's what I'm saying. It's like, come on, that's not how it works. You know, you pay the company a flat rate and it's good for the year and that'll be that. But, you know, that 230000 
was on top of whatever they pay that consulting firm. And, uh, you know, so, you know, that's the alleged part, but the affairs, that's not alleged. That's legitimate. She was banging them. They all admit it, but she's saying, no, 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 no. Those are apples and oranges. One has nothing to do with the other. <laughs> oh, man. She was voted out of Congress already, right? Man, in 2020, this whole... No, but I don't know if you knew this. They, they passed some resolution to kick uh, e- Omar out of Congress. See, man, I got to play catch up. Let's talk about this tomorrow, yeah, yeah, though. Yeah, because so it's real interesting. We'll but guys, that money had nothing to do with this. this yeah, is well, that's what I'm saying, because I don't want to be that one guy that says, well, she did this and this, this and this. Like, I'm willing to look past certain things to be logical here and not be so biased. But let's talk about it tomorrow's episode because here's my thing i I, this is my this is what i wanted to say because it's amazing well because we really didn't get to talk about revelations but it has been revealed to me that every christian principle is god honest truth and that's the way for every any avenue for anything whether it's medicine science business it's the only way that's that's a real revelation. It's all been proven. If we do everything based on Christianity, and I mean real Christianity, just just take the word literally, we will be successful beyond our wildest imaginations. Mm-hmm. Seriously, it's that simple. It's not even complicated. And no, that's not because and, and, yeah, and and and. No, hey, but, God, but think God. about this. Look at how everything that's outside of Christianity, look at how it failed miserably. Look at Omar. She's very successful. But look at what's happening to her now. It's the biggest crap pile that's been dumped on her. Why? Because it just, look, there's only one true way to do things. That's yeah. just how it works. You know, one plus one is two. How many ways can you say one plus one is two? Really, there's only one. You get one thing and you add another thing and that's two. That's it. That's the only one true way. So, and that's the whole point. There's other ways, but it's not the true way. If it's not the true way, it's going to be filled with whatever you're seeing with Omar or with AOC. Because AOC is going through the same trouble. All of these people all have the same trouble, but it's the same thing, but it also on the right. Look at all of these people who were adulterous, like Pat Robertson, famous, famous pastor, or I forgot that guy. No, no, no. Jimmy Swaggart. You know what I mean? He was publicly shamed and his wife, you know, Tammy Faye Baker. You know what I mean? It was horrible. But that's the point. You stray from that, you might live in the lap of luxury, but eventually it's going to it come catch up. up to you. Yeah. And, and that's the, you know, and they say, Oh, there's no escaping the long arm of the lot. No, 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 no. There's no escaping from the truth. Yeah. That's it. I mean, forget the law. Law has nothing to do with it. But once you follow those principles of, of, of Jesus, you're done. You're, you're set for life. <laughs> so all you got to do is figure out what you really love to do. And then, once you start doing it, I guarantee you, you'll be successful beyond your wildest dreams. I'm not kidding you. Well and said, well said. Yeah. For self-glory, it's just, it's just the reality. That's what, pe- that's what happens to people who honestly follow their you know, self-interest, self-love based on Christianity. But if you do it based on Muslim faith or progressive ideology or the Jewish faith, look at Weinstein. Come on, did anybody ever see that coming? 
everybody knew about the casting couch, but did anybody ever think the day would come when he would be destroyed by it? It happens eventually. It's just a matter of time. And, and no, it, no, that's an act of God. <laughs> Seriously. Because that's, dude, that's, you know, dude, that's incredible. Because, you know, I mean, that, it still blows me away. I'm thinking, holy smokes. Just to see something like that happen is amazing. That, that is just like the ultimate sign that, that Jesus was right. You can't mistreat people. You can't, you can't do it. Eventually, it'll collapse. He'll let you do it, and, and people are pretending for decades. Look at De Niro. Look at all these people, mm-hmm. and look at them now. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. But it's the truth, and, and, and you know, it, it's amazing. It's amazing to see that type of power, and, uh, and it's subtle. It's not like in your face, like the way the Muslims want it, you know, throw you off the roof. You know what I mean? It's nothing violent, nothing. It's just... One day, guess what happens? You know what I mean? It's just like, boom, you know, and, and wow, it's amazing to see. And, uh, but it happened to everybody. Kevin Spacey, all these great, quote unquote, untouchable actors, gay, straight, didn't matter. Everybody was affected by it. Everybody. And uh, yeah, I'm telling you, if they would have just been true to the word, the word of God, they would have been fine. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because those who were accused and were steady in their faith, nothing happens. Nothing happens. That's a good <laughs> point. But we got to wrap it up there because I got to run. But thank you guys for tuning in. We'll talk more about Ilhan Omar tomorrow, and then we'll go from there. All right, guys. Take care.